Welcome back to the Living Richer Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mark Shimkovitz, and uh, you're listening to the final episode of 2023, and we're going to be talking about some year-end tax planning opportunities. Now, why is this important? I, I mean, it certainly doesn't sound like the most exciting topic, but the fact is that 2023 was a year of rapidly rising inflation and interest rates, and it's forcing everyone to pay a lot more attention to their finances and to find cost-saving opportunities wherever possible. And maximizing tax-saving opportunities, although it's only one part of the overall financial strategy, it can significantly impact your wealth building. And not just this year in 2023, but for years to come. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through our 2023 tax planning opportunities guide, uh, which I will definitely include a link to in the show notes. And you'll also be fi- able to find it on our website, uh, livingricherwealth.com. Um, some key takeaways from today's podcast episode will include, you know, the fact that While tax and financial planning really should take place all year long, there's definitely several actionable strategies for you to consider before year-end deadlines. Also, um, you know, if you've had any important life events in the past year, getting married, divorced, maybe death of a loved one, those all have financial implications and should really be reviewed and discussed with your tax and your financial advisor. And uh, lastly, you know, this is interesting. The, The fact that there are so many different types of investments that generate different types of taxable distributions comes as a surprise to a lot of people. So you want to make sure that you're working with your advisor who understands, you know, the tax implications of your investment returns, because you want to look at your after-tax returns. As I've always said, it's not what you make, it's what you keep. And without any further ado, cue the music. Welcome to Living Richer with Mark Chimkovitz, Vice President at Raymond James Private Client Group, one of Canada's largest independent investment firms. In this podcast, he'll share with you the things you need to know and things you need to do to build a smart financial plan. Follow along with Mark and learn how to invest wisely, avoid financial mistakes, and navigate life's curveballs without fear. Now, let's get started. So we're talking about tax. Very, very exciting. Okay, maybe not. But um, is definitely very impactful. So before I get into the strategies, uh, I just want to touch on a couple of uh, important dates to remember. First one is December 27th. That's the last day to sell any securities on Canadian markets for um, inclusion in 2023 if you're doing some tax loss selling. And that includes, you know, most stocks, bonds, mutual funds, exchange traded funds, things like that. Uh, December 31st, that's the last day to pay any investment loan interest if you want to get a deduction in 2023. And also the 31st is the, also the last day to complete any charitable donations for 2023. But make sure, especially if you're going to be donating uh, investments in kind to a charity, make sure you do it earlier because they can take a long time. Uh, Some other dates to remember in 2024, February 29th, that's the last day for employers to give you their T4s and T5s. Um, Also, that's the deadline for RRSP contributions. March 30th, 
please you gotta remember that that certain tax slips t3s they don't get issued very often until the end of march that's it's a government rule and uh, a lot of times people want to, who want to file their returns early uh, do that and then they end up getting a t3 slip later in march only have to to file an amendment which can cost money so remember that and of course april 30th that's the uh, deadline for you to pay your 2023 taxes um overall for this episode um i'm going to cover sort of seven general areas first one number one where to get started uh we're going to take a look at then moves for you to consider uh, we're going to look at reviewing your investment tax planning. I want to take a look at financial, uh, doing a financial plan review, take a look at your retirement plan review. We're going to touch on registered education savings plans, and then finally, an estate plan and a charitable giving plan review. So where do you get started? Number one, review uh, your year-to-date realized gains and losses. And this is important because, you know, you want to understand where you stand. And, and if you've got a lot of capital gains that have been triggered by selling investments earlier this year, you want to take a look at any capital loss opportunities you might have. You want to analyze unrealized gain-loss portfolio statements. So make sure you get a copy of that from your advisor. Um, another place you want to make sure in terms of getting started uh, is get a copy of recent account statements with year-to-date taxable investment income estimates. That could be very, very helpful. And also year-to-date management fees and interest. That's going to help you to estimate some of your tax deductions. Calculate your RSP contributions that you may have made through your employer because, you know, very often people, you know, you're getting your contributions made by employer, but you don't realize how much you've had made so far. And so having that information ahead of time so you can properly put in um, the amount into your RSP, that makes sense. Calculate also your total year-to-date TFSA contributions and make sure that you didn't go over. Um, and if you did, you want to make sure that you withdraw any excess contributions to stop penalties from accruing. And um, finally, also calculate your year-to-date registered education savings plans. If you've got an RESP for kids, uh, contributions uh, that you've made during 2023, you want to make sure that uh, you've cap ma <laughs> maximized that. So, um, some important moves to consider. Income tax uh, planning. One of the biggest changes this year was the introduction of the first home savings account, the, FAS the FHSA. Um, and that's available to uh, Canadian residents who are 18 years of age or older, and you can put in up to $8,000. Um, even if you're not contributing to an F FHSA, you should get the account open because although you're allowed to carry forward contributions, it's only, you're only carrying forward contributions from the time the account was open. So at least get the account set up. Um, another income tax planning consideration is to exercise employer stock options in 2023. There is, uh, I don't want to get it too complicated. There, there's some proposed changes to uh, something called the alternative minimum tax, AMT. If you're in a position where you're in a very high tax bracket, 
definitely want to speak to your uh, accountant or, or tax preparer about this. It's a, you know, it's a it's a complicated thing, but if you've got stock options and uh, you may be subject to the new AMT, which may or may not come out, the, the government hasn't decided yet. Um, if you're going to be subject to that, that you definitely want to be aware of. So if you're planning on taking out money from your TFSA, do that before the end of the year. And the reason why is that, you know, if you're planning on taking it out and then putting it back in, you have to actually wait until the next calendar year. So even if you don't need the money until January or February, but then are planning on putting it back at some point later on this year, uh, later on next year, I should say, you can't. So take it out now. Um, set it aside, use it, and then you can put it back in anytime you want in 2024. Another tip is, look, every family member uh, age 18 and o or over, if possible, should maximize contributions to their TFSA. And, and here's a tip. Uh, if you are a high income earner, you can actually split income by gifting funds to each family member to open up a TFSA account and contribute the maximum amounts. And, you know, remember, all those contributions can be carried forward. And, and as of 2024, the maximum contribution for an individual, if they've been eligible since 2009, is $95,000. That's a lot of tax-free sheltering. Um, number five is uh, open up a registered disability savings plan. And if you've got a child who qualifies for a RDSP, you know, the government will match 100% to 300% of the contributions made to an RDSP. So that's, that's a really important one. In terms of investment tax planning, review your portfolio's tax efficiency. Now, that, that's not necessarily an easy thing to do, and that, that's why you want to make sure you're working with your advisor as you go through it. But, you know, simply put, tax efficiency, it, it's measured by how much of an investment's return remains after taxes are paid out. So, again, not what you make, it, it's what you keep. And certain investments generate more taxable distributions and others. So you want to consider when you're rebalancing your portfolio to include more tax advantaged investments such as, you know, Canadian dividend paying shares and, and investments that allocate capital gains, especially if you are in a higher tax bracket. Um, work with your tax advisor to determine the best time to realize capital gains or harvest capital losses. And also be aware you know, on the topic of, of uh, capital gains and capital losses, be aware of the superficial loss rule. Um, and, and what that says, and, and I actually learned something new, is everybody always knows that, well, if you, if you uh, sell an investment, you can't buy it back for 30 days after you sold it. Otherwise, um, it's considered a superficial loss and you don't get to write off the loss. But the other thing is, oh, and by the way, it doesn't matter which account. If you, if you sell something in an investment account for a capital loss, you can't buy it back in your RSP for 30 days. But the other thing, and this is really interesting, is that you can't have bought that investment um, 30 days before you sold it. So for example, again, you've got a capital loss on an investment in your investment account and you, you maybe bought it, the same thing. You bought a bank stock uh, that you already own, but you bought it in your TFSA or your RRSP and then you end up selling it in your investment account for a capital loss. If you bought that investment 30 days before you sell it, that's also uh, runs afoul of that superficial loss rule. So that's really important. Uh, another topic is 
financial planning. And, and this is, you know, a good one uh, to be done throughout the year. But, you know, review your asset allocation to make sure that it's still geared towards your goals and your risk tolerance. And, and don't forget to do this also for your company-sponsored retirement accounts. Those are not a set it and forget it. Uh, there are so many people who are, you know, enrolled in group RRSPs through their work, and they may have set it up years and years ago and then forgot about it. It's not set it and forget it. Use this time of the year to go back and review your financial planning. Next is retirement planning. Uh, you want to maximize your retirement contributions to, to take advantage of tax-deferred growth if you're still working. And, and here's a tip. You know, tax-deferred growth is even more advantageous when you're in a higher marginal tax bracket than what you, where you expect to be in retirement. So that's when you really want to make sure you're taking advantage of contributions. Um, also, determine if you need to convert your RRSP to a RIF. If you've turned 71 this year, you have to convert your RRSP to a RIF, and that's going to mean no more contributions. You're going to have to start taking money out of your RIF next year. But here's an interesting tip. If you are still working and you're earning RSP contribution room during 2023, consider making a 2024 RSP contribution in 2023. Um, now, there's going to be a penalty. It's a it's a one percent. You pay one percent penalty per month. But when you do that, what you're going to do is you're actually going to create for yourself an RSP tax deduction in 2024 you can even use it in future years so um, that, that's an interesting little strategy not a lot of people are aware of um, consider whether you're going to withdraw your non-registered assets tfsa um, RIF assets to fund retirement and to you want to minimize the, the, the let me rephrase that when you're taking money out of a non-registered account, TFSA or RIF, you want to make sure that you're minimizing the tax because that's also going to minimize your OAS clawbacks. If you're 65 years or older, make sure you claim your home accessibility renovations. Not a lot of people are aware of this one, but um, if you are over 65, you can get a tax credit for up to 15% of eligible home renovation expenses. That's to a maximum of $10,000. And these are renovations that might be used to you know, improve access, mobility, and, and functionality within your home. Next topic is education planning. And you want to explore your education funding options. And typically, it's two. It's the Registered Education Savings Plan, RESP, um, and in trust for minor accounts. And we'll focus on the RESP. Both of them offer flexible investment options, but you want to consider the RESP because you can get a government grant. Now, if your child was born this year, in 2023, you can contribute up to $2,500. You get a 20% grant, so it's $500. And uh, you can carry forward, if you haven't contributed in the past, you can carry forward one year of contribution, so you can uh, put in up to $5,000 and receive a maximum grant of $1,000. Here's a tip. If your child was uh, born this year and your financial situation is good, consider superfunding the RESP. What does that mean? It, it's not an actual thing, but um, it, it's kind of a strategy where instead of putting money in every year, 
put in $50,000 to an RESP. That's the maximum you can put in. So you put in $50,000, you'll get a grant just for this year, but at a 5% rate of return, by the time the child turns 18, that $50,000 contribution is going to turn into over $121,000. Now, compare that to um, contributing $3,125 a year for 16 years, and Thirty-one twenty-five per year times 16 years comes to $50,000, so we're comparing the same thing. Um, doing that, because you don't get the benefit of compound returns on that bigger number, by the time the child turns 18, it'll be worth about $98,000 using that same 5%. So you can have $23,000 more in an RESP if you have the ability to super fund it. Um, next topic is... Uh, estate planning and charitable giving so you know you really want to review and update your estate plan um, life events as I'd mentioned in the intro such as divorce separation death birth uh, moving even to a new province could require that you review your estate plan um, you know designating your spouse as a successor um, rather than as a beneficiary that's something you should also look into because that can help eliminate unnecessary filings with the CRA upon death. Another point is consider making gifts to adult children during your lifetime. These gifts can reduce the overall size of your estate and that's going to reduce probate, reduce capital gains in the future uh, uh, upon death. Make sure to document the gifts to ensure that uh, they don't form part of your estate and, and that they can't be contested. Another point is review all designated beneficiaries on registered accounts. Uh, add contingent beneficiaries. So, you know, if the designated beneficiary should predecease you, you want to make sure that you have a contingent beneficiary. So who that money's going to go to in the event that that person did pass away. Um, review legal titling on all of your accounts you you may want to consider uh, you know various methods to reduce probate fees such as joint ownership alter ego trusts life insurance as I mentioned gifting assets before death now with regards to charities definitely uh, donate to charities that are close to your heart but do so strategically so as to reduce your tax liability consider possibly setting up a trust or your own donor advised fund a charitable giving fund that you can create and get a lot of tax benefits out of not a lot of people are aware of it uh, I'm gonna actually have a link to that in the show notes as well because it's it's a great way to help you you know meet your legacy and tax saving um, objectives last point and this could probably be an episode on its own is to think strategically about your estate plan transferring assets to a living trust an inter vivos trust is what they're called uh, for the benefit of your heirs it allows you to ensure that your estate gets distributed according to your desires and there's a lot of advantages and a couple of them are that first of all transferred assets could be protected from potential creditors, lawsuits, or divorce proceedings. Assets held within a trust, they bypass probate, and they also can help you maintain your privacy. You know, when uh, a will is probated, it becomes 
um, public information. Anyone can go down to, I don't know, I guess City Hall and, and get a copy of it. If it's within a, a trust, it remains private. Um, and uh, it also provides for contingent management, a trust does, of your assets if you should become mentally inca incapacitated and can no longer make financial decisions for yourself. So we covered a lot of stuff, and um, I will definitely include a lot of notes. But most important part is to remember that this is all available in our guide, in our 2023 year-end tax planning opportunities guide. That's going to be on our website. It's going to be linked to in the show notes. And um, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. You can send me an email to mark.shimkovitz at raymondjames.ca or reach out to us through our website. And if you haven't already done so, be sure to connect with us on LinkedIn. We're, we're starting to get a little active on uh, Instagram. So that's relatively new for us. And we're putting out a lot of content there. A lot of fun stuff that we've got planned for 2024. And... Um, Thank you all so very much for listening to us over the course of the year. And we look forward to providing you with great information next year and in the years ahead. If I don't speak to you, have a healthy and happy holiday season. All the best in 2024. Bye for now. Information in this podcast is from sources believed to be reliable. However, we cannot represent that it is accurate or complete. It is provided as a general source of information and should not be considered personal investment advice or solicitation to buy or sell securities. Raymond James Advisors are not tax advisors, and we recommend that clients seek independent advice from a professional advisor on tax-related matters. The views are those of Mark Shimkovitz and not necessarily those of Raymond James Limited. Investors considering any investment should consult with their investment advisor to ensure that it is suitable for the investor's circumstances and risk tolerance before making any investment decision. Securities-related products and services are offered through Raymond James James Limited, member Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Insurance products and services are offered through Raymond James Financial Planning Limited, which is not a member Canadian Investor Protection Fund.